The Pelican season starts Wednesday night, and I've got everything, well, almost everything, you need to know to get ready for the season. Zion, Brandon Ingram, offense, defense, trades, Willie Green, the Pels 12. Let's get you set for the Pelican season here on Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here to y'all on this Tuesday with the season preview. We're going to do this a little bit differently than I have in years past because there's a lot of new Pelicans fans this season. So whether you're a new listener or you've been with me in the six years I've hosted the show, welcome. I'm excited. I know you're excited too. And the season starts tomorrow. So let's get a reminder of how we got here and why this year is different compared to years past. If you're new, this is going to be a quick primer on the past few years. If you've been a fan for a while, credit to you because you've been through the freaking muck and are finally coming out the other side because you may have noticed there's a lot of hype around this Pelicans team and deservedly so. So we're going to cover everything you need to know in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And look, I'm going to forget some things or you may disagree with me. Totally cool. Put it down in the comments down below on YouTube so that everyone knows what you're thinking, why you're excited for this Pelican season, why this season feels different, and what you would tell a new Pelicans fan. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. No one else coming to you five days a week like this, completely free. Subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and on YouTube as well. And of course, comment down below on YouTube. So let's get into it. But to get into it, we got to go back. We're time traveling to 2019. After a fairly successful year in 2018, Anthony Davis requests a trade in January. And the season is derailed. Everything sucks. People get fired. We were rooting for Christian Wood for like 20-something games. And frankly, it was miserable. Then, in that 2019 offseason, through the magic of some lottery luck, the Pelicans get the number one overall pick. They get to draft Zion Williamson, the most hyped player, since probably Anthony Davis and then LeBron James before that. David Griffin, who won an NBA title, is hired to lead the team. He brings in great front office people like general manager Trajan Langdon and, and basketball Hall of Famer Swin Cash. Anthony Davis gets traded before the draft, and the Pelicans pick up two more first-round picks. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. That's simplifying everything to the extreme, but more or less that's what happened. And the future looks really bright with young, good players who can grow together and start competing right away with Drew Holiday leading the team. Except none of that happens. Zion hurt his MCL before playing a regular season game. He missed 50-something games that year. COVID happens. The Pelicans miss the playoffs. After that, Drew Holiday is traded. They hire Stan Van Gundy, a more disciplined and defense-oriented coach, but the team disappoints again in 2020-2021. Zion is an all-star, looks like a dominant force around the league, so maybe the next year will be better, 21-22. Last season, 
but things start to look more of the same. Another head coach, the third in three years after Stan Van Gundy is fired. The team starts one in 13. And the season looks over before December. But this time it actually was different. That new head coach, Willie Green, dude is excellent. With a strong ability to relate and get the most out of his players, he kept the team together. You heard Brandon Ingram at Media Day talking about how they were really down with that 1-13 in start. And Willie Green was super positive, keeping him coming into work. He had that press conference after a game saying, the things we're doing now are going to turn into wins in February, March, and April. And he was right. It was super exciting. It was going to be a lot of fun. And this season started to turn around. With a trade for veteran CJ McCollum at the deadline, it turns the season around as the Pelicans play 500 ball and make it to the play-in tournament. They get in there in the second game facing elimination down 10. Sorry, I just got a text that was rather important. Willie Green gives you his, you got a fight speech. You may have seen that one or heard that one. Down 10, The Pelicans come back to win. They make the playoffs. They play the Phoenix Suns tough in the first round, and they take the series to six games. Oh, and they did all of this without Zion Williamson. Add in the eighth overall pick, courtesy of the Lakers, and there's a lot of optimism around what this group can achieve this year. This is the first time, I think, where it looks like maybe there's back-to-back playoff years coming. A good head coach, a lot of fun young players that we're going to get into in the next segment. And then Zion Williamson still here and looking better than ever. But Willie Green, you really can't overstate how important he was to this team. This is a head coach that's easy to root for. A guy that was a journeyman role player throughout many years in the league, including a year here in New Orleans, that seemingly has a way to just get through these guys. Devontae Graham, who's one of the guards on the team, was a starter. Until his play wasn't good and Willie Green had to move him to the bench. But Willie Green doesn't just go, I'm going to bench you, deal with it. He went over to Devontae Graham's house that night and spent an hour talking with him why this was the best for the team and the best thing for Devontae Graham. Got his buy-in. So instead of a starter who they signed in the offseason as a free agent, paid big money to, doesn't sulk, doesn't get upset, is happy to do whatever is best for this Pelicans team. To have a coach like that is truly something special. A good dude who can get his guys competing night in, night out. He was a rookie coach last year and made some rookie mistakes. There was maybe an over-reliance on veteran Garrett Temple to start the year, but it seems like he's worked through some of that, so we're expecting even bigger things for Willie Green this year. So which players are we paying attention to and how will they work together? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Every new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Hiring is really important. The longer that job stays open, the more work you throw on others, risking them quitting too. Maybe you just don't have anyone to do any of that work because it's so specialized and it's hurting your business. You can't have that. So post your job for free 
on LinkedIn jobs. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And there's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MBA. That's linkedin.com slash MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Now for your second listen, it's a new show on our Locked On NBA feed. It's called Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game NBA covers every game from across the association with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Basically, each of our hosts does a minute to two minutes about the game and the team they cover, and that's all going to get compiled into one show. So if you don't want to watch the 15 games that happen some nights, go watch this. It's going to be a 20-minute show that covers every single thing you need to know about all of the action the night before. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. You'll see me on there a ton this year, after every Pelicans game, to be fact. Uh, so today, we're doing a season preview, but doing a little bit different. There's a lot of new folks here that are really excited about this team, and welcome. If it's your first time listening to Locked On Pelicans today, thank you for being here. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're thrilled to have you. And this is a team that's got a lot of really interesting players. So let's talk about some of them. And let's lead with, well, Zion Williamson, who's back after missing the entirety of last season when this team was good. The number one reason why we're so hyped going into this year is you add Zion, who averaged 27-7 in five one year, 27 points, seven rebounds, five assists, the year he made an All-Star game two years ago when he looked as dominant as anyone has ever seen, particularly around the rim, Shaq-like numbers. You get to add that guy to a team that took the Phoenix Suns, who had the best record in the NBA last year, to six games. Sign me up for that. And this is not just Zion of old. This is what I've been referring to, yes, before Sports Illustrated, Zion 2.0. This is a guy who's had some questions about his weight in the past that probably contributed in some capacity to some of the injuries that he's dealt with. Except if you see him now, he's cut, he's dropped a ton of weight. He's prepping and practicing in the offseason like he never has before. This is a guy who seems to have finally gotten it on what it takes to be a professional NBA player. Take care of your body, train, be the best player that you can be. And then, more importantly, he signed a brand new contract extension that's going to keep him in New Orleans for at least five more years, if not longer. Zion 2.0 is fully bought into what this team is doing, is motivated because that contract has some clauses in there that could get him an extra 40-something million dollars if he wins MVP or makes first-team All-NBA this season. He's going to be plenty motivated to go out there and prove that he is one of the top players in the NBA. And he is when he's healthy. And a cut, trim, in-shape Zion? Look out league. No one can stop him. And he's looked very, very good in preseason so far. You also have Brandon Ingram, who's just as solid of a player as they come. You can throw superlatives out there for Brandon Ingram, but I don't even know if that's the most fitting thing, right? Because that's just not him and what he loves and things like that. This is just a dude who is a dog, right? That goes out and just wants to hoop, basically lives and breathes basketball, and that's about it. 
rocking the afro and the t-shirt under the jersey right now, looking straight out of the 70s in the ABA. This is a guy who's been an all-star in New Orleans previously, his first year after that Anthony Davis trade, and has more or less put up the exact same numbers the next couple of seasons. He's put up all-star level numbers based on that every single year that he's been in New Orleans, and he likes being here. He was the first guy to sign an extension, and at Media Day, David Griffin said, yeah, Zion signed his, CJ McCollum, who we'll get to in a second, signed an extension too, but this really started with Brandon Ingram signing a new contract and remaining here and committing to New Orleans, and Brandon Ingram seems to really dig it here. He feels really good here. He wants to be here. You've never really heard that, or not with a player of his caliber, talk about New Orleans basketball in that way. And that's why everyone absolutely loves Brandon Ingram. On top of being a mid-range assassin, he looked excellent in the final preseason game, the only one he played. And we talked yesterday about how he could be, in a sense, an MVP candidate. He looks that good. Then you have C.J. McCollum, a veteran who wanted to be traded to New Orleans. You never hear anything like that. A guy that is well-respected around the league, and clearly knows how to motivate some of his teammates, including Zion Williamson, and is, in my opinion, one of the big reasons why Zion is back and as committed to this team as he is. CJ is doing that. This is the guy who's going to be the point guard for the team this year after playing second fiddle to Damian Lillard in Portland for nine years. His 10th year here in the league, he gets to run this team, and he is a shooter. This is a guy who shoots 40% from three for his career. He's going to be able to bomb away from deep with the way that Zion attracts defenders because he's such a threat around the rim. This is the guy you need here, running the team, making threes, being that good veteran presence. And now you get to toss in defensive-focused guys like Herb Jones, a second-round pick who quickly established himself as a top defender. We love Herb. You're going to hear not on Herb a lot. This is a guy, second-round picks don't make an impact their rookie year in the NBA. It just doesn't happen, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Unless you're freaking Herb Jones, who loves nothing more than just playing basketball, wouldn't take a vacation this summer because he just wanted to go out and train and get better for this coming year. There's so many guys on this team that are just hard workers, grinders, and that makes this team so unbelievably easy to root for. Like also Jose Alvarado, an underdog fan favorite who caused so much trouble for Chris Paul, the point god, in the playoffs. This team likes each other. They play with a slight pettiness and edge to them, which is so much fun to root for. And this team's bond is truly special. The Pelicans have a series that on YouTube called The Squad, which really shows that off, how close these guys are, how they really embodiment a type of work ethic and a grittiness and a toughness. And no, we're not going to shake the hand of the opponents. There's that image of Herb Jones after he got knocked on the ground in the playoffs and Chris Paul's trying to help him up. And he's like, no, I'm not touching you. I'm not doing any of that. You root for those guys who don't like the opponent. We're not all buddies and friends here. We want to go out and win and we want to try and beat you. Maybe after they can be friends, but during the game when it's battle in a sense? No, not at all. I love that about this team. I know you all love that too. And this offense is going to be freaking good when you throw in this just solid group of players like Larry Nance Jr., Jonas Valanciunas, and Trey Murphy, a second-year player who looks to be an excellent three-point shooter. Their offense should be top five in the league easily, if not the best. Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ, and a bunch of other shooters? I don't know how you stop this. If I'm an opposing coach, this is going to suck. That's okay. 
because we are the ones that are going to be reaping the benefits of it. Defense is the big question, and I'm going to dive into the defense in tomorrow's episode, and it's the one thing which could really sink them. You have some solid defensive players in Herb Jones, in Jose Alvarado, though he's undersized. You also have Trey Murphy, who hasn't looked amazing defensively in the preseason, but has the right tools to do it. Jonas, in the right situation, Valchunas can be a okay enough center, defensive center, but they're going to need other guys to step up and their scheme is going to maybe change on a nightly basis or even just by the rotation in the lineups that they have out there. So we'll dive into more of that tomorrow. We'll really get into the defense, but this offense, look, if you want to watch people scoring points, getting out and run, taking quick shots, bombing deep threes, yeah, the Pelicans are the team for you. So what else makes this team so intriguing this year? Well, there are moves yet to be made when it comes to the roster. And there's also a wonderful community around this team. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday like no one else is breaking down everything you want to know about this team. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today. Now for your second listen, Locked On NBA. The NBA season is here and our local NBA experts and insiders have you covered on and off the court all season long. All the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's rotating hosts. There's different hosts every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I co-host the Wednesday episode of our national show, Locked On NBA. So if you got to listen to it, Listen to it on Wednesdays. We have a lot of fun on there. We get to cover the biggest stories. So if you just need some what's going on in the association, the NBA, Locked On NBA is where it's at. But today here on Locked On Pelicans, we're talking about why this team is awesome, why this feels like a new year and how we ended up here. So whether you're a new Pelican fan and if you are, welcome. This is going to be a really fun and interesting year. And if you've been here for a long time, you made it. This is the most excited we've been for a Pelican season probably ever. Hornets season ever, other than maybe one of the Chris Paul, David West, Tyson Chandler years. 07, 08, 08, 09, depending. But things kind of went wrong towards the end of all of that. But there's a lot of hype here. And there's a lot of intrigue still to come too. This team still has a ton of future draft picks to trade. And they could make another big move to bring someone in. They have... Picks from the Lakers in the future, picks from the Bucks in the future. If you also just need to, a reason to root against the Los Angeles Lakers, you got it here. This upcoming NBA draft is one of the most hyped, arguably important, in NBA history. Victor Wembanyama, Scoot Henderson, the one and two overall picks, it's already been decided. We already know this. Are generational prospects. The Lakers, with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and others, could be pretty bad. And the Pelicans have a chance to get their pick. They can swap draft picks with them. So if the Lakers have a better pick, the Pelicans just go, we'll take it. You take our worst one easily. That's exciting to root against the Lakers and to have a a reason to watch their downfall with Russell Westbrook. And who knows what's going to happen there. Adds a little bit of that pettiness that I think New Orleans really likes. So you've got a rooting interest against the Los Angeles Lakers because if they get the number one overall pick, That comes right here to New Orleans, and that's a really exciting thing. Or they could trade some of those future picks. Does a guy like Bradley Beal become available? Damian Lillard? Is there someone else out there that they could really try and go out and get? There was a lot of talk in the offseason of, well, would they go after a guy like Kevin Durant? 
And there's some players that don't quite fit on this team. Jackson Hayes still seems to be the odd man out dealing with injury right now. Same for Devontae Graham. They explored some trades for those guys in the offseason but didn't find suitors. They're going to have a tough time getting some minutes, I think. So the Pelicans aren't done with their roster. I really doubt the roster we see on opening night is going to be the same roster that we see at the end of the season, hopefully in the postseason. You know what's also just as important to everything we've mentioned, the draft picks, the front office doing a good job, the really good coach and Willie Green, the fantastic players that are on this team, the fun players that are on this team, is the community. Again, if you're new, welcome. We are thrilled that you are here. This place is fun. The Pels 12, which organically came about last year, is a great way to connect with others who are passionate about the team. New Orleans has long been the butt of jokes about the NBA or a team everyone wants to relocate to Seattle or Vegas or wherever. And some of that criticism of New Orleans as a franchise is valid. This franchise has not had sustained success ever. Two generational players in Chris Paul and Anthony Davis have wanted out, but it doesn't matter. Because this team is here, they're not going anywhere, and there are people that root for them. Even if this has long been thought of as a saint city. But New Orleans last season, I think collectively basically just said F you and told everyone to to shut the hell up. And Chris Connors' spaces on Twitter brought people together like never before. It's a place to celebrate or vent depending on what happened that night where you can have your say and people will listen to you. That's a wonderful thing. TV analyst Antonio Daniels, friend of Locked On Pelicans, by the way, is an unbelievable advocate for community and this team. And the playoff atmosphere was loud and intimidating. The Smoothie King Center, when this team is good, is absolutely rocking and is terrifying to opponents. And with a young group and Zion returning, the Pelicans not just feel like a team on the rise, but they're finally fulfilling the promise of what we expected when Zion was drafted in 2019, one that is sustainable in the long term and good right now. And there's going to be watch parties for this. Pels 12 did an awesome job bringing people together. It was packed at Mid-City Yacht Club, which is the home base for all of that. They get together before the games. It's really fun to be able to walk into the Smoothie King Center and know a ton of people and say hi to all of them because you hang out with them at these watch parties or you've seen them there before and you've chatted and you've cheered your glass when the Pelicans won or maybe threw your drink on the floor if the Pelicans lost, depending on how the game went that night. There's a really strong community around this team and people got fed up of others outside of New Orleans pretending like that didn't exist or like they don't matter. And this team left for dead at 1-13, even including by, my, by myself, I did it. They looked done, right? This team was like, nah, we're good. We can go out and we can do this. And they proved everyone wrong. There's a lot of synergy there. This team being emblematic and playing like the city of New Orleans. And again, it looks sustainable now and in the long term. But you've also got to go out and prove it. You got to go out and fight in the words of Willie Green. And I can't wait to watch this team try and do that this year and live up to the expectations and make this city proud. You got to play the game. You still got to win. There's a lot of unknowns. The West is tough. Their defense might really struggle, and that's a big concern to me. But 
it's going to be fun. And that's why we watch the games and we live and die with this team at times. So if you're new, welcome. There's your primer. If you've been here for a long time, you probably knew most of that, but it's good to get a refresher as we get started for the season. And as always, make sure you make Lockdown Pelicans your first listen. So I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter tomorrow. Deep dive on the defense. Thursday, we'll be recapping, recapping the opening night game against the Brooklyn Nets. Friday, we'll get you set for the weekend games against Charlotte on Friday, then the home opener on Sunday. And then we're back Monday, breaking down both those games, what we've seen. We'll have adjustments we need to see from Willie Green. What's the rotation? How's the defense look? we got a lot to talk about. It's always going to be here, always going to be here on Locked on Pelicans. Make sure we are your first listen. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. And, of course, comment down below on YouTube. Did I miss anything? Probably some stuff. Please let me know and make sure others know what to keep an eye out for this year. So that's going to do it. And I'll be back with you all on tomorrow, tomorrow, to talk about the defense.